looking and I'm like, bruh. <laughs> like I was just awed at you really have to take care of your body yeah. as an artist. Like this yeah. ain't, it's not a game because you'll pass out. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just seeing alone like the kind of time you have in general, like again, to go from city to city or from here to here, whatever, whatever. You're not really taking time to eat, eat. Mm-hmm. Like most cases, you might you be able to grab finger. <laughs> little finger foods or you don't want to eat too much before a show. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Michael Jamel, aka Mike G, jazz saxophone and slash producer. And I want to welcome you to another episode of the Hot Tea and Incense Podcast. Yes, sir. And I'm joined by the one, the only, <laughs> Chris Jernigan, y'all. Give What's it up for everybody? him. Give it up for him. Let's clap. Let's clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dope drummer, man. It's funny because it was Chris and you and your group. Was like the spark that made me realize this is what I want to do for a living, yeah, being a musician. Yeah, yeah. I think it was was it Harry's Barbecue? Man, is that what it was called? Yeah, down okay, to downtown Norfolk. That's uh, the band under construction. Me, David Lee, Matthew Caldwell, uh, Greg John on sax. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jose Palmier on guitar. Yeah, that was man. That's making me feel old. That's crazy. <laughs> nah, it, it was a legendary <laughs> experience, bro, man. Because it was like. I, it was my first time being in an open mic okay. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like the vibe, the energy. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is it right yeah, here. Yeah, so yeah. glad to have you, man. It's been yeah, a yeah. long time overdue. Um, starting off, I wanted to introduce to the people that don't know you yet. You know, I know you're a great drummer, more than that, but tell them what you do and how you got into music. Um. <laughs> I play drums. No, uh, typical story, man. I started out in church um, playing drums, but it was like f- literally five of us, like young boys that played. And every Sunday was like a fight to that get church session. <laughs> yeah, to get that one song. And it was just like, okay, cool. But around fourth, fifth grade, my great aunt. Um, was already kind of putting me on the piano and doing stuff like that. So by fifth grade, I was fully able to carry a service and mm. so forth and so on, just off of, you know, uh, playing by ear at that point. Mm. Um, so I stuck with, with keys for a long time. Um, really? When I was in middle school, um, <laughs> I auditioned for like the percussion section and didn't make it. So they put me on like a horn. I played baritone uh. in middle school, right? So, but you wanted to play percussion. But I wanted to play drums. That's all ah. I ever cared about the entire time, right? So um, played baritone in middle school, got pretty good at that, um, you know, all cities and stuff like that. Then I got to high school um, at Booker T, and um, there was a shortage of tuba players, and I was a big guy. So it just was <laughs> like, yo, tuba. try this out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I tried it out. It's a tuba a, thing. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, I despise that line. Whole love the movie, despise the line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, I um, tried it out. I loved it. Um, and that's how I ended up getting my scholarship to go to Hampton. Um, okay. was, was was through tuba. My concentration was sousaphone um, to, to attend um, Hampton. 
but uh, it was like I want to say junior, maybe senior year. Um, our band director at the time, um, Dean McDowell, we started to do pet band, mm-hmm. right? So pet band means it ain't no more percussion. It's actual drums now. The drum set, right? Yeah. So when the school got the little grant to get the drums, all the rest of that noise, me and my homeboy, um, guy named Darius Sewell, um, that was like you know church kids that, that played drums. So it was like, okay, cool. Let me let me try this out. Let me do X, Y, and Z. So I, I want to say oh five, oh six. That was like junior senior year is when I was like, I'm fully back in. Like I don't care about nothing mm. else. But so was from it then like on, a, was it like a battle? Nah, like it was like somebody like in drum line. Nah, I want to call you. Out. He, he was in the drum line and he was wearing everybody out. So uh, I was just okay, okay. <laughs> me included, like wearing all us out. So uh. it was like cool, but this gave me a chance to play anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just like with anything else, like the repetition gets you better. You know what I'm saying? When you play ball, you go to different courts. You know, you play different people. You don't play the same people you normally against, so you can build up. Okay, when this happens, you know what I'm saying? That kind of deal. So I think that helped me in the long run to be able to be a chameleon of sorts with when it comes to drums at least. So I don't, I'm not boxed in or caught Too off guard. Drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah I yeah. noticed that too. And uh, I know I know you did a lot of touring as well. And uh, I wanted to kind of ask you about that, just your experience with the touring in different cities. But before we jump into that, I want to uh, read the T-captions before I get them ahead of myself. So mine says, may your head and your heart speak with one voice. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I'm going to read mine here. It says, compassion is the constant act of giving oneself to another. Mm. Wow. Yogi be, <laughs> Yogi be coming for the, for the heart sometimes when joints. It's like, be selfless. But it'd be, it'd be what you need to hear. Um, cool. So uh, we on this echinacea immune support right now. So... I'll go, go check that where out. Where we get this from? This is actually kind of good. This is that's uh, a yogi tea. <laughs> <laughs> Sip slow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, where where have you uh, toured at, and what was the experience like? That's good. Um, East Coast, West Coast. So I did a, a couple years ago with this band called Lewis York, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there are two. Songwriters and producers who were in the industry for that reason at first. So literally, you've heard all of their songs. Mm. Uh, uh, Party in the USA, Miley, that's them. That's them. They wow. wrote that. The whole Epiphany album for Chrissette, that's them. Oh, um, uh, that was fire too. Literally, from Michael Jackson to Celine Dion to Britney, Christina, Bruno, like Grenade, that's them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you've heard their music, um, but they, they're they such creative, they got tired of having to be a part of a hit machine. You know what I'm saying? When you make a hit like Part in USA, they going to hire you to say, hey, make me another Part in USA. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of deal. So they kind of took the route of like the whole Motown vibe. They literally bought a house... Um, in Nashville and turned it into headquarters. So everything is in there from the studio to rehearsal hall to wow. offices to everything like that. So it's crazy because I try to do my, my <laughs> the same way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I got um I got connected with them through um a friend of mine in LA a guy named Brian Fraser Moore. Um you've seen him a million times mm-hmm. on um 
on the Super Bowls. He played for Justin Timberlake, Madonna, you know, so forth and so on. So you, okay. if you see Adam Blackstone, most cases the guy on drums is the dude Brian. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of deal. So um, got connected with them, and uh, they flew me out. Did a couple of gigs. Like my first gig with them was like Essence Festival, which was oh wow. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Which was kind of crazy, but. Being on tour was fun. Um, my tour situation wasn't like uh, we were being flown everywhere. So mine was more like we were all in like the the, the tour sprinter or tour bus. bus. Yeah, type of situation. That's fire so, too, though. Um, it was cool. My situation was all our gear was there. So I didn't have a tech. So we would go to <laughs> each city. Uh, let's load it up. Okay. Let's set it up. Let's do the gig. Gig over. Okay, cool. Let's break, break it down. down. Let's <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So... Um, that was my situation because, again, even though they have such a, a wide resume for their writing and production, they're still new artists. Mm-hmm. So they're getting new artists shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, it was almost like doing like a Norva tour. That's kind of mm. Norva-sized theaters. You know what I'm saying? That type of situation. Um, but it was dope, man. The the <laughs> The traveling part is always interesting because you are stuck in close quarters with people. Um, that you're just meeting, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That you're just meeting, you kind of know them, but you kind of don't know them. Then you, some of them don't be using deodorant. I, I mean, no, nah, nah, I'm just that wasn't my situation. <laughs> that definitely wasn't my situation. <laughs> uh, luckily, uh, that's what's up. Like, no, no, hey, we have to use yeah, this. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a mandate. Yeah, yeah, We're gonna yeah. mandate deodorant. <laughs> if you don't have deodorant, <laughs> yeah, you gotta go, player. Yeah, you can't. But no, nah, it was um, it was cool, man. It was it was tiring at the same time because again you're going from city to city you don't really get no real sleep because mm-hmm. you're after the show you go to the hotel but lobby car might be 5 36 uh-huh. to get on the road to get to the next city you know what i'm saying so um so it takes a toll on you absolutely a million uh-huh. percent and then you still have to get that energy back to perform on stage and you know how it is performing on stage like when you get energy from an audience it's like that takes a lot out of you because you give mm-hmm. it all right back. Right back, yeah. And in my situation, it won't like normal shows I do where like once I play, I can just leave and backline or whoever takes care of all of that. It was like, no, play. Now you got to break down. <laughs> now I got to break yeah. down and do X, Y, and Z. But it was it was a crazy experience. Man, I loved every minute of it. Um, I got to meet a lot of people on the road. I got to connect with a lot of people, even connecting with them. Like um, I'm on like their new records and a few oh, other wow. artists nice. that they're that they're working with. I'm on their record now. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I got placements and stuff like that coming out as soon as the album was dropped and stuff like that. So it was it was a crazy experience. Yeah, it's uh it's funny that you say that about the toll that it takes on you because you know sometimes you're seeing these big artists and you might catch them like, you know, a third into the tour, yeah. halfway in, and they like they seem like they tired. It's like they are. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They tired. They've done the same exact thing a million times, whether it be just in the uh the sound check, then do the show. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, depending on who the artist is, and they're literally doing the same thing. Dang. Nothing's changing, mm-hmm. nothing's organic, nothing is this is the show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even that aspect, a lot once of people don't locked. think about yeah, once yeah. you get locked, it's like that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't no Certain artists have like lighting cues, and you know something goes off on the LED screen. So you gotta do the same thing every single off time. Of the, off of you doing, do don't exactly. And if you Literally, don't do it, if, I don't, like, if I don't do that, <laughs> they be looking at me like, "Yo, what you doing?" Because that's that's the cue for the guy to turn the lights off or to do. You know what I'm saying? That type yeah. of stuff. So um, it's it's yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's wild too, cause I um, I, I do some work with the theater, and it's it's that kind of yeah. meticulousness yep. that you know would make you have to be like that. You have to be locked into the show. Um, it was something that I thought about though. Oh yeah, so shout out to Pharrell. Um, that's one performer I seen that I knew, like. I see why artists get these personal trainers and stuff. When I tell you, it was a straight hour of him (laughs) jumping around the stage. Yeah. And you know that, I forgot the girl that dances with him, like the Lemonade girl. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was with him, and bruh, it was like I was watching a workout video. Because this was at the Shag Fest. I had got to perform, like an open up for him. Yeah. And then I got into the, we had a VIP Mm -hmm. pit. And so I'm looking, and I'm like, Bruh, like I was just awed at you. Really have to take care of your body, yeah. As an artist, like this, yeah. it's not a game because you'll pass out. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just seeing alone, like the kind of time you have in general, like again to go from city to city or from here to here, whatever, whatever. You're not really taking time to eat, eat. Mm-hmm. Like most cases, you might you be able to grab finger. <laughs> little finger foods, or you don't want to eat too much before a show. By the time you get out of a show, it's dumb late, so you don't want to eat too much. So you're still eating light, which ain't putting a whole lot of, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. stuff back in you. But, you know, it's how certain caliber artists are able to do it, it still amazes me. Like, that's how much commitment they put into, I don't have a lot of sleep, but I have to go work out. I don't have a lot of sleep, but I got to go do X, Y, and Z and so forth and so on. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. And to still the, be able to- vampire life. <clears throat> to still be able to give people what they paid for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember listening to an interview with Kobe before he passed, and he was like, broken finger, broken toe, it don't matter. Like, people come out to see me and pay their hard-earned money, and this might be the last time they can, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. what 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 does it mean to have days off when people are literally supporting your life and your lifestyle mm. kind of situation? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's... It's kind of weird. It's a hard a hard task at hand for sure. It's pluses and minuses Absolutely. to everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, uh, and sh- shout out to Pharrell, man, for uh, for having that level of uh, commitment. Um, but while we're on that note, it's something in the water. It's mm-hmm. something in the water. So, you know, <clears throat> when uh, when the, uh, the festival was canceled yeah. due to the pandemic, Mm-hmm. That was already uh because I was starting to make some moves and I I was uh, part of the Voices of Fire and yeah. it was a possibility he was gonna be performing. I'm like, okay, this is opportunities that's coming to the city. Yeah. Finally. And so now that the pandemic is winding down, it's like it's canceled again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, and I un- I understand why. Yeah, absolutely. But and I'm I fully support why because it has been a lot of I've experienced personally some corruption. Yeah. In Virginia Beach, city of Virginia Beach, involved with law enforcement. So that's mm-hmm. something I think that they definitely need to fix and train. But what's your thoughts on that decision um, to not bring it back? Because I feel like on the other side, it's like we're losing opportunities at the same time too. Um. I feel like his stance is teaching more than one lesson, right? So, um, one, we know why he canceled, right? Yeah. 
Um, and that hit even closer to home to him because he just lost a cousin, you know what I'm saying, from yeah. the same kind of experience. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you and I have experienced the same kind of deal um, in Virginia Beach with law enforcement. Like, you do a full-fledged search of a vehicle looking for what I don't know. Yeah, like, you exactly. know what I'm saying, that type of situation. Like, <clears throat> I've had it happen. Had to go to court and everything, and the judge was like, so why why did you pull him over? Like, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it gets to that point. But another lesson that I feel like he's teaching us as well is, like, opportunities are there, but the right opportunities will always be there. You see mm. what I'm saying? Like, him bringing something in the water back here was opportunities for people, but from a business aspect, that's really funding the same place that doesn't take care of us. Mm. You see what I'm saying? They, you saying the house is going to win at that point And the house is Virginia Beach Absolutely mm. So much capital came for every single business out there For every for the city itself For X, Y, and Z Just from that festival alone You see what I'm saying mm. So now as soon as he makes that decision They try to do like a little event With him and David Chappelle at Cavalier Cavalier shuts it down mm. So now it's almost like you're playing into the very thing that we just said. So were you really cool or were you just using this as a business to get money for you and the city? Uh, you see what I'm saying? Hey. Oppor- <laughs> opportunities come all the time, bro. Like The game is chess, not chess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> opportunity comes all the time. And sometimes you feel like, man, I really missed my shot or I really miss so forth and so on. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, for me, like when Khalid first came out, I was at the audition. Mm-hmm. To to get the drummer seat, mm-hmm. I like five hundred. I made down like top ten. They didn't make it past that. Right. Wow. Me in the moment, I was like, "Dang, man! Like this was this was my blah 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 X Y and Z." But that's where I met the dude Brian. You uh, see what I'm saying? And I've learned wow. I've learned so much from a guy who's been touring over twenty four years. Mm-hmm. Touring, just like touring. That's what you do for a living. That's how you support your family. That's how you X, Y, and Z. When you look up, you see him on everything, literally. Mm-hmm. But my mindset wasn't, hey, I want to get to that level. I was just trying to go on tour <laughs> versus what's really out here, what's what's capable, what's obtainable. Had I not met him, I wouldn't have gotten, I wouldn't have invested in the gear that I have to be able to record drums. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. Who knew a whole pandemic was coming? So yeah. now everybody I see or I follow or whatever, they had the crib. They sitting. They can't go nowhere. Yeah. They know they don't have gear at the house either. So they can't even record. You can't go to a studio. Studios are shut down. Yeah. Right? Put you in a good position. So the whole pandemic, whether I was fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth call, now I'm your first call because I took care of you when you need to get work done. You see what I'm saying? And that sound like a um that sound like a a quote. I don't remember who said it, but uh it's like when the preparation, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you had already prepared for that situation. Yeah. And then when the opportunity hit, it's like. Yeah. I'm, I'm, already, I'm, yeah, I'm, ready. I'm already in it. I don't Stay gotta, ready so you ain't got to get ready. Yeah, absolutely. Word. <laughs> so on that note, man, um, tell them well, what's next for you as far as with music. Um, any upcoming things down the pipeline? Uh, I may actually try to finish a whole record. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, it, you know it all. It all depends. Like you know how it is being a creative. Like if you're just not in that mindset, it don't feel. It feels forced. Forced when you yeah. just try to do it just because. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I don't I don't want to use that time. It's not even about the money portion. Like for me, it's the time I would be away from my family to concentrate on getting a project done, right? If I'm not in that mindset, I don't want to waste moments with my daughter or moments with, you know, my family. Oh, yeah. And congrats on Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The future. A, a new one on the way. A little <laughs> it's boy. It's going to be a junior? I'm a junior. Oh, so it's going to be the, possibly the third. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see <laughs> what they decide. My word. wife and daughter thinking of names now. Word. That's what's up, man. Definitely. Congrats. Um, but yeah, so that and um, hopefully um, in certain situations, like I said, with those placements, that'll open up some other doors. I'm trying to get into um, like TV production side of stuff um, as well as... Uh, Possibly some some movie scoring movie type scoring. you know mm. type situations, again stuff I never would have thought about had I not met Brian right yeah so I'm seeing whole TV shows they doing and you cutting from the crib wow you only got to be there you know what I'm saying like because mm. like you know a lot of stuff is already pre recorded anyway mm. cool I can record from the crib oh I can do that too <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah, so I'm thanks. just Trying to put those ducks in a row, and uh, at this point, like you just mentioned, like you got a new one on the way. I'm trying to weigh my options as far as if a tour comes. Now I'm spending months or whatever on the road, and I got a wife and two kids at home. Yeah, me, I don't want to miss, but so much. Thanks. You see what I'm saying? Money is cool, but them times, them situations, you can't get back. You mm. know what I mean? And that's something I almost forgot to touch on. Uh, so, like as a musician. Mm-hmm. With a family, it's this work-life balance thing um, because it's not a a job where you clock in from nine to five and then you're gonna come home. How how was that uh, balancing the two for you? <clears throat> um, at first, when it was just us, like with me and my wife first got married, like she used to be in a group, mm-hmm. so she kind of already knows. That whole vibe of you got rehearsal, you got to do this, you got to do blah, 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 blah. So for me, um, I try to, as much as I possibly can, when I'm home, I'm home. Like, I'm not going nowhere. I ain't going to do too much. But when I got to go, she already know, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing a to take care of my family. Same thing with my with my five, six, she's six now. I just forgot. She just turned six. <laughs> Taylor says now, like, wow. do you... Um, Time is flying. Right, right, right. It's like, Daddy, you got to go play? I was like, yes, Taylor. Why do, I, why do I have to go play to take care of me and Mommy? Yes. So she understands. She understands. You know what I'm saying? That wow. kind of deal. And when I'm home, she knows her, like it's, it's her time. She can be bouncing off the walls. I can be tired as all, but I'm going sure, <laughs> <laughs> to make sure, you know what I'm saying? That's she's good. Up. And now she's in, in school again. Um. So now even that time is like, okay, cool. If she's not home, I can take this time to either work or recoup, get some rest, and then prepare for, you know, whatever is is coming. And you know what? It sounds like that's a, actually a positive in that regard because it make you maximize the time yeah. that you have. Because, you know, I think it's a lot of parents that take for granted when their kids was, you know, yeah, yeah. when the pandemic hit, they around you the whole 24-7. And, you know, they'll take for granted the time they got. But when you do music, you're like, I'm going to treasure these moments because I know I might have to tour in a few. Yeah, so uh, yeah. that's what's up. But, man, uh, I appreciate you for coming through Yeah, yeah. to yeah. the Hot TNN Sense podcast. If you haven't, check my man out. Uh, let him know where to find you at. 
Um, you can find me on Facebook, my actual name, Chris Jernigan. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Jernigan Forward. That's J-E-R-N-I-G-A-N, the word forward, F-O-R-W-A-R-D. Come on now. All the licks. All the licks. <laughs> where did forward come from? Uh, I was watching some documentary and it was talking, they kept saying the same phrase like fashion forward, right? So, which uh-huh. basically means as times change, I'm able to adapt with whatever and still be relevant. Uh-huh. So, for me, I kind of just literally my last name, that word, uh, with the meaning that, you know, my name or my brand, no matter what you send my way, I'm going to be relevant. I'm going to have whatever you need, no matter what it is. Come on. That's, actually, that's a great mantra to have, too, though. It's just yeah. like, it's like Diddy. Uh, can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward. But appreciate y'all for tuning in, man, to the Hot Teen Instance Podcast. Make sure y'all sip slow when you're sipping that tea. Again, it's your boy, Michael Jamel. Peace.